This podcast has naughty words. If you don't like it, fuck ya. Foolish Works presents the Hypothetical Hour. Asterisk. Welcome to Foolish Work Presents The Hypothetical Hour, the super serious show devoid of any humor and merriment, exploring deep intellectual questions of great importance. On the panel today, straight out of the accountancy to convention, it's Darian. In the running for world's most boring businessman, it's Jake and Ryan. Thank you for your service. Why don't we read out our favorite listener-submitted answer from the previous week? We're on YouTube now. We should look at the YouTube comments. There are no YouTube comments. We are on the YouTube. Yes, we now have a YouTube channel. If you would like to do the YouTube with us, uh, just look up where you go. I don't don't fucking know. Hold on. YouTube.com slash user slash foolishworks. Yeah, do that. To do a YouTube with your favorite podcast. To do a YouTube? Do a YouTube. You're going to do a YouTube with your favorite podcast. That's not a... That's not a verb. Or- YouTube is a verb. No. Well, while, you, while you're on our channel as well, you can also have a look at some fantastic Minecraft videos. Fantastic. Fantastic. Not, not so much fantastic, fantastic as they are useless. <laughs> well, they're fantastic in the sense that they've got double digit views compared with our <laughs> podcast. It's true. One of them went as high as 80 views. 80 views. 80 views. 80 views. Whereas the highest hypothetical podcast currently has five Five, and I'm pretty sure most of those are me. <laughs> to be fair, though, we're terrible. We are terrible. We yes, are terrible. This is entirely true. I'm slightly terrible. And also, we need to actually promote things. Like, you know, we're putting it out, but nobody actually knows about it, except when I put things on Facebook, and your mother yeah, sees well, it yeah. and makes comments that you shouldn't swear. Fuck you. That still amuses me. I'm sorry, Mum. I'm sorry, Mum. <laughs> On tonight's show, Darian's going to be self-conscious about swearing. <laughs> Alright, read out the listener submitted answer. Um, alright. Uh, wasn't so much a submitted answer, just a declaration that they're stealing my horror game idea. Damn it, I fucking knew we shouldn't. And, and of course, immediately after we say, thankfully we're not on YouTube, we go and put it up on YouTube. Yeah. Jesus. It's just mixed messages. Poor planning on our part. Well, really, under copyright law, we've already put that idea up there and it's already published. So, um, unless someone kills Starring and waits for 70 years, then you can't can't copyright. Yeah, you can't copyright an idea, Ryan. Things that stem from ideas. But we publish, we publish that idea on the show, though. No, but that doesn't matter. No, but that's only that idea in the context of the show. Somebody could take that idea and use it to make something else, okay, and that's not illegal. I, ideas are ideas are. I was going to say dime a dozen. We don't have dimes. People will understand the concept, though. Enough people know about dimes. Yeah, but why do we? Why do we know that concept? We don't yeah, have dimes. Cents. How much is a dime worth? Ten cents. Oh, I thought it was twenty-five. No, that's a nickel. No, no, a, qu- a nickel is five, a quarter is twenty-five, and a dime is ten. Well, today I learned something. Also, they're, they're not fucking American coins. They're all fucked up. The sizes are weird. It's like, you know how ours are logical and arranged in size and shape according to their value and stuff? I'm going to have to disagree with you on no. th- on the front of the $2 coin. is slightly smaller than the $1 coin. The gold ones are thicker and the $2 gets smaller and thicker. It still it distinguishes itself from the others. So it's what you're saying, it's consistent in how it how it increments. They're consistent in how they are associated with value. But no, American coins... 
uh, American coins, it goes like, like the penny is like fucking, here we go. L- let me just link you this image so you can take a look. So it's starting on the left hand side is the penny, the one cent, and then it goes up to the five cent, which is bigger, and then the ten cent, which is the smallest of all the coins. And then the quarter. And then the half dollar, which I'm pretty sure doesn't really exist. And then the one dollar, <laughs> which also doesn't really exist. Wait, I thought they, they switched to... No, no, no. Silver dollars rather they than... They did not switch. Silver dollars have always been a thing. They're, they're like a, a limited thing. They still use the paper dollars. They also have the two dollar note, which uh, is a real thing, but is so low in circulation, nobody believes it's real, and some places won't accept it, even though it's legal tender. Right. I got one. It was great. I love it. Would it be worth more if it's so rare? No. Well, yes, technically. No, it's not rare. They're not rare. They're still worth exactly $2. You can go to any bank in the States and ask for some $2 notes and they'll order some in for you. But some people do pay more than $2 for them, like on eBay. <laughs> so Okay. Yeah. That's weird. Uh, but if you can go to a bank and just get $2 notes, why would you pay for it? People are idiots. Don't question it. Yeah. No, no, no. But the, the fact is the coins have a face value, which is the value printed on the note. And then there's the actual value. Alright, anyway, let me let me finish what I was saying. It was so surreal when I was in the States and paying for things because like, I think I had like a hundred dollar note or something or fifty fifty or a hundred, one or the other, high value note, and when I went to pay for something with it, the the cashier like you know, like they hold it up to the light and shit and they're investigating it to see if it's a counterfeit. It's like fuck America, please don't use pay for money. What the hell? I've never seen anyone question the validity of my notes here because we have plastic money that's hard to copy, you know? And we have little windows. And we have little windows in them and and, and a whole bunch of different counterfeiting I've only ever come across a counterfeit note once, and that's when I was working at the cinemas. I think I've seen one, and they're, like, really obvious. They they are very obvious. The printing is completely... Like, the colours are completely wrong. The colours are wrong, the texture is wrong. Or there is windows, it's just really crinkly and... Yeah, it's, it's awful. It's like, fuck, move away from the paper. Jesus. You know, when I was over in America, I always thought American currency was a thing like a, a citizenship test because you'd stand there and you'd go like oh just wait a moment i've just got to find out the difference between a half dollar and this uh dime. yeah the the coins the notes the notes um the notes are all either the same or very similar sizes basically america hates blind people that's the long of the short of it <laughs> america doesn't only hate blind people they hate everyone but mostly blind they people. hate the metric system they hate parliamentary democracy mm-hmm. they hate the concept of bribery being illegal in their political system. <laughs> I mean, super PACs. How is that even a thing? How is that super even a thing? Super sounds like the most awesome gaming convention ever. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could have gone to PAX this I year. I can never go to PAX. It's always on... PAX and Supernova, they're both always on around my two separate exam periods. Every year, it's the same. University exam period one, Supernova. Exam period two, PAX. I can't win. Oh, you'll be out of uni soon. You should do what I did and graduate. You, you mean I should do what you did and get hit by a car. <laughs> I graduated. That, that's nothing to do with me graduating this year. I got a little diploma. It's mostly what it is. And a robe. Because you got hit by a car. No, it was because I studied. No, you don't count, Ryan. You're successful. Yeah, you're successful and you're responsible in real life. Yeah, successful, responsible, tall. And lonely. Got your driver's license <laughs> before any of us. Yes, but what at what cost, though, Darian? At what cost? Ryan, the only reason why you're lonely is because you don't want to go out and meet people. If you go out and meet people in your area, you might actually 
not yeah, be lonely. Yeah, maybe click on some of those sexy singles in your areas ads, Ryan. Come on, what's the worst that could happen? STDs or STIs, yeah, whatever you but call yeah, them. best case. Think about that. Well, I did, I did get this email from this Nigerian prince who was offering me one million dollars if I gave him my. Well, you better take it. You better <laughs> give him give him as much as he needs so he can get that money to you as quickly as possible. Absolutely, just just give them everything. Just mail them all of your identifying documents. Anyway, um, deciding the turn order for this week. How are we deciding the turn order for this week? That's a great question. I haven't checked. We'll have a look. Let's have a look. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) This week, we are deciding the turn order by current proximity to Jake's lovely wife. By distance, yes. Oh, I guess that would be... So I'd be first. you're like right next to her. Uh, And then, you know, I'm just just, just a bit of a hop over to the right pretty big hop over to the right and then ryan yeah ryan is a bit further south than you are quite a bit further where i'm in a place that we do not speak of. hop skip and a jump and a long drive so that's jake Dine and ryan sounds right all right uh the first scenario you find a book and begin to read only to discover that it is your life you get to the point that you are at now. Do you turn the page knowing that you will not be able to change the events to come? Or do you close the book never to see it again? Absolutely, I would. Absolutely, I would. I would abuse it. I'd abuse the hell out of it. But first of all, I'd use it to turn the pages back and find everything that I had recently lost, like uh, where my pocket Pikachu pet thing is and where the goddamn top of my lava lamp went. <laughs> It's not a lava lamp anymore. Fuck you, it's still a lava lamp. It's, it's just, just a really interesting looking bottle with wax bottom, in. It's still the bottom of the lava lamp. It's just like hot. It's, it's yeah, it's but it's just a bottle Fuck now. You. It will do nothing to calm skeletal horses. I'm very sorry. Unfortunately, uh, it's gone. Even the book won't even tell you where it is. You just got to do an Elsa, Darian. Let it go. God damn it, book. Why won't you help me find my lava lamp? Anyway. I'd abuse it. First of all, I'd resolve to go and buy a lottery ticket. And I'd know the winning lottery numbers because I read ahead to get them. Thus, it would describe me reading ahead and writing down the winning lottery numbers. It's a paradox, but it's a paradox that can't change, so it doesn't matter. And then I'd stop reading. I'd just read ahead just enough to set me up to live comfortably in a modest house with a network of slides to get from room to room. See, this is where I've got to, uh, got to intervene here, Darren, and say that's not going to happen. Absolutely, it's going to happen. Because really, like, I say no because I already know what the p- next page is, you know. Like, it's, I'm going to turn the page and then there's going to be a page there saying that I turned a page expecting there to be finding out what happens next in my life only to find a page telling me that I turned a page Trying to find out what I found next, well, say- only to find then there's a bingaloo oh, oh within the pages. God, Ryan, hiding inside the pages. They're thin, aren't they? But can they fold up that thin? They're where you're least expecting them, my god. They do hide everywhere. everywhere. I mean, one was a couch, so... Oh my god, they could fit know. in that tiny sliver behind my bookshelf. Nowhere is safe. Nowhere is safe from the bingoon. Not even subsequent episodes of the podcast. Yep. <laughs> We could find out one day if Bingoon is hosting this podcast. End of humanity, all of you know it. It's nothing but Bingoon's all the way down. It's essentially, but essentially, uh, as a too long don't read, it's going to be a um, bootstrap paradox. Okay. If if that's how you apply the paradox. Essentially, it's just going to be pages telling me that I turned the page, expecting to find something else, only that I turned the page to find a page that told me. Well, say the question there is if if it's it's whether the book, A, is it condensed? Because the book isn't getting any bigger, it's just a book. So you'd assume 
it would be like summarized or I don't know magic but the question is whether it writes itself as you turn the pages into the future or if it's already written see uh, the way it's presented I assume it's already written in which case it would kind of just summarize you turning the pages a bunch of times and then get on with it because that would be stupid yeah see that's what I that's what I expected mm, mm. although I did this very inspired way of looking at it where Darian turned the pages back so he could find out things that he'd forgotten because my memory is fucking my memory is fucking terrible I just keep a, a bookmark in the current day so that whenever I forget something I can just skim back a few pages <laughs> but if we hold the logic that you wrote the book later on in your life and it went back in time then wouldn't you have forgotten all that well I that's nothing that's not even present in the question so uh, yeah but you brought that up saying that what no I didn't but you summarised it no what no no no, oh, no, no. I'm saying no, the no, book no 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 what he's ta- what he's talking about is he's turning the pages back so he sees what's in the past I mean that's just history that has no bearing on what's going to happen in the future I mean it just means that the book will then say if he did turn the page going the other way the book would then immediately say afterwards that he turned the pages back to see what he'd forgotten first yeah, and then but, continue on with whatever it says. But, but, says. but we're not saying that this is a self-prophesizing book. We're saying that it's written by someone, apparently. Well, it's a magic future book. We don't need to question it that hard. Well, well let's <laughs> hypothetically say that it was written by you and it went back in time. Well, then it'd be a really shitty book because I wouldn't remember yeah, shit. I've seen Darian's hey, writing. hey. Hey, <laughs> that, that lava lamp top's never going to be found now. Fuck you, lava lamp. Yeah, it'll just have in the notes that fucking lava lamp top. <laughs> Day 21, I tried in vain to search lava lamp behind the couch, only to find a bingoon. The rest of Darian's life was spent looking for the top of his lava lamp. He died alone. <laughs> alone and miserable without a lava lamp top. Yeah, The margins of the book would just be scrawled with mad ravings about the lava lamp top. Where could it have gone? Who took it? It was them. They're behind it all. <laughs> we should just devote an entire movie to Darian trying to find the top of his lava lamp. Yeah, the lava lamp. Oh, he'll never find it. It's already spoiled. That's the problem. He, we'll never let him find the top of his lava lamp. I'm saying this to everyone at home right now. If we do release a movie like that, Darian does not find the top of his lava lamp, and then he dies. What if I find the top of my lava lamp, but I come back and my lava no, lamp's been no, stolen? No, no, it's not going to happen. The rest or, of the lava lamp's just gone, just the or top. What happens, or what happens if it was that Darian <laughs> didn't find the top of the lava lamp, but he found something more important, and that was friendship? <gasps> the lava lamp top was inside me all along. Oh, oh God, it's inside me! I can feel it writhing <laughs> underneath my skin! I mean, the other, my other argument to this would also be that Darian no longer has a lava lamp. Without the top, it's not a lava lamp, it's a bottle. It's a weird-looking bottle cap thing. Bottle. You're the worst, I hate you. All right, Ryan, are you going to answer the scenario? Well, I don't think I want to, Jake, because I already answered the question. It's your turn. All right, well, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't turn over to the next page. Will is quantum. As far as I'm concerned, Will is quantum. And if I, or anyone else, for that matter, observe my future, then all of my decisions will have been made and life will not be worth living anymore. I'd probably have to ensure nobody else gets their hands on my future either way otherwise they'll obtain complete control over my life no you don't touch that shit with a 20 foot pole just leave it alone if i get to the point that i'm at now i've already read it so i've already looked into my past have you considered burning the book 
Well, I don't know if, if that's something that if it's a magical future telling yeah, you book. Bur- you set the book on fire and then you burn. You'll catch on fire. It'll be great. No, but I don't want that to happen. It's like Tom Riddle's diary. Definitely yeah. burn the book. Stab it. It would be like Tom Riddle's diary though, wouldn't it? Because words have power, especially these words that are magical and I have no idea who wrote <laughs> yep. them. For all I know, it was ri- written by a magical wizard from the Discworld who had opened up into Roundworld and said, ha, I'm going to create his life in put I'm it sorry, into this book. I'm sorry, are there non-magical wizards? I guess as software wizards. If you work by the argument that technology is a form of magic, then... Sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. Yeah. So to summar- so, so summarise Jake's point, Jake would hide the book in a giant sewer with a giant serpent only for a, some little bratty uh, nerdy wizard boy to waltz on in and stab the book with one of the spider's fangs. And then I would finally die. So it went, it turned from a serpent to a spider. I guess this is Australia, so it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, any any form of deadly creature, really. Even diaries. Multiple forms, yeah. Diaries, the deadliest, deadliest of creatures. They're leading cause of death for high schoolers. Paper cuts. Diaries, diaries. yeah. Fucking diaries. Paper Usually cuts. if they fall from a great height. Oh, though. yeah, you, you gotta watch for the high. It's, it, it's a real problem. Diaries, you know, perched precariously at the top of skyscrapers. Well, that's why they. That's why you're supposed to put those spindly things on ledges of those yeah, tall buildings. Yeah. Otherwise, they'll just perch there and then yeah. they'll fall. Darren, do you want to ask the next scenario? Next scenario? All right. Mm-hmm. Well, the next scenario. Of course, of course, I'll ask the next scenario, which I've already got up and I'm not currently searching through my tabs to try and find it. I know the next scenario and it would be coming shortly. Yes, the next scenario is what is the next generation defining technology? Ryan. Mm, well, spacelifts finally becoming a thing, fostering in a new era of commuter hell. Wait, what was that? Spacelifts. Spacelifts? What, what oh. you mean? You mean space elevator sort of thing? Yeah, yeah, one of those theorized space elevators. Yep, with the they'll finally become thing. a thing. Yeah. Whenever someone talks about space elevators, I always think of the great glass elevator from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. It involves some kind of glass, because obviously the lift operators want to show a pretty view of the Earth becoming smaller and smaller as going up a giant metal rope. Well, I would also assume it would involve glass in the form of fibre um, yeah, just glass. for communication's sake actually I've forgotten how space no they probably made. use fucking radio or something I don't know I don't know oh. it's carbon nanotubes what do you expect let's, let's have a look let's have a look at a space lift I should have I should have brought this up before but you should have researched space lifts space elevators nobody calls them space space lifts. elevators carbon nanotubes yeah. are one of the candidates yeah they're, they're, they're lots of lots of exciting things happening with the old carbon nanotubes and things like that I mean how far away is that though that, oh, oh fucking forever Fucking for it. Five to ten years. <laughs> yeah, definitely not in my generation. Everything's always five to ten years away. I've always wondered with air travel, how would they get around doing that? Because I've they just wouldn't fly through the fucking carbon nanotubes, would they? Okay, Ryan. There are already maps that planes use to avoid high obstacles like mountains, so they would just add those they, to the maps. Yeah, it'd just be a re- it'd be restricted airspace. Yeah, they do that. Yeah, but they do that, and planes still fly through those restricted areas and crash into mountains. That's because of whatever whatever reasons to do with malfunctions I'm in their sure like instruments. I'm pretty sure we can safely assume any space elevator would be protected by, you know, fighter jets. Any Anything approaching 
watching it would be told to turn around or to get shot down like that Russian plane did by, in, in Turkey. That's if you think, it, that's if you have enough faith in humanity that it'll ever actually no, no, happen. No, we'll no, we'll, we'll, we'll kill ourselves before then, I'm sure. But it, it's nice to think about. It is, it is nice to think about. Well, it's nice to think about dying. No, no, to think about carbon nanotubes. They're very cool. Oh, carbon nanotubes, okay. <laughs> I feel really bad because my answer to this question wasn't as serious. <laughs> you think your answer wasn't as serious? Just wait till you get to mine. <laughs> <laughs> My answer was the social media brain feeder. You know those brain suckers from Futurama? So yeah. like those, Except it they so- suck out. And it posts it directly to your social media feed. Yes, exactly. Amazing. It's for people who want to broadcast absolutely everything about themselves all the time without needing the effort to yeah. do all that typing in. every slightest thought. All that manual absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. Exactly. It'll- it all just goes out to Facebook or whatever the social media is of the future. I mean, that's where, what it's heading towards. Everyone's, you know, giving away all their private information yeah, at the moment anyway. it straight to Facebook via all the data collection centers who will then send all your information off to all the advertisers and things. You know, it's a big chain of uh, lots of people making money off your thoughts. But the point is, you don't have to type. I mean, it, it saves time in a way. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it saves time. You don't have to type. You don't actually have to think about posting things. You don't have to waste time doing that. You just live your life how you normally live your life and things will be posted up for you via the social media brain feeder. It's a great innovation because it'll also wipe out criminals because slightest thought crime, bam, you're gone. I'm pretty sure the social media brain feeder would start out as a luxury item, but as soon as companies realized their potential, they would lobby for them to be mandatory on everyone's head. You're assuming companies would need to lobby. <laughs> at this point, at, th- at that point, companies will be government. <laughs> what do you mean at that point? <laughs> uh, welcome to Foolish Works presents the Cynical Hour. <laughs> uh... Yeah, we're a comedy podcast, don't you know? Is it my turn yet? It is It is yours. All right, uh, so my idea for the next generation defining technology is smart socks. They're like smartphones, but for your feet. They use a small network of bumps to provide tactile feedback. You make gestures with your toes. I don't get the point of them. None of us will. We're too old. We don't understand this newfangled technology anymore. But all the kids will love them. So one would say that this is a great feat in technology. Uh, yes, Brian, one could say that. But there is a huge flaw in your plan, though. Ryan, why? Ryan. <laughs> I can only use the sound effects once per episode, otherwise they'll start being overused. You take your pun-filled mouth and you stick a sock in it. But yeah, so you could use your smart socks to uh, post to, you know, face foot, that sort of thing. Uh, keep up with all the latest funguses and things. Maybe not the funguses. Let's let's maybe step away from the funguses. Won't the social media brain feeder kind of make that useless? Listen, we're, we're talking parallel timelines here, okay? One in which social media brain feeder is invented, one in which smart socks are invented. And I think we can all agree that my my timeline is a lot more comfortable. I, yeah, I, I'd have to agree with that. More socks means more comfort. They're, they're nice, nice fluffy socks. It's a win-win, really, because uh, you get comfortable socks and... Uh... And the socks are internet enabled. There's no downside. <laughs> well, if you're posting... Well, of course, if you're posting to Facefoot uh, on that point, what would Facefoot include? Facefoot would include a, uh, a data mining program that would mine your foot data and then send you helpful advertisements based on your foot history. Yeah, you'd get a lot of ads for tinea cream. 
But only if you had the fungus. No, it'd just send it to everyone. Everyone will buy it out of embarrassment. And it will also have this helpful algorithm that shows whenever you go to your to Facebook to check what all your friends are doing, it'll show you a random assortment of things instead of the most recent, despite that's the thing you want to see. You see? It's basically Facebook. It's Facebook, but for your feet. Wouldn't it be called Facebook then? No, it's oh, Facefoot. Okay. That'd be silly. That'd be silly, Ryan. It'd be very silly. And this is a very serious podcast. Very serious. We won't stand for that sort of silliness around here. Okay. <laughs> Next scenario, I believe that is Ryan's turn. Well, maybe it is. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Who can tell? We can. It is. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, the question is, the Olympics have introduced a strange new sport to its official list of competitions. What is it called? What is the nature of this sport? And how is it played? And then someone wrote some phallic things underneath it. <laughs> Damn it, Jake. Why would you do that? I didn't write that. <laughs> Clearly you did, Jake. It's in bold. You were the one messing around with bold. <laughs> Hold on. Did you put did you put track changes on this? Oh, look. Oh, I can find out who did that, actually. Oh, no. It's... Oh, no. The jig is up. Oh, it's in purple. It's done. The jig is up. It was me. It was me. I did it and I'd do it again too. <laughs> anyway, uh, I believe it's Jake's turn to answer. It is. It is my turn to answer. The sport is called rock shay. Rock shay is a mixture of crochet and rock climbing. Oh my goodness, that is amazing. Yep, you get you get teams of three. The, the climbing teams take it in turns to climb the wall one at a time without ropes while the rest of the team crochet a net. When each team member reaches to the top they must jump from the top and fall into the completed net that sounds extremely dangerous ah yes but beneath there is a pit full of mud which will break their fall but they will have mud in all of their crevasses for weeks to come oh, dear. Uh, incidentally nobody has ever won the sport oh, how do you win the sport well the the conditions of winning the sport is everyone must jump into the created net ah. so you say it's a sport that always ends on a cliffhanger uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't use those no, sound effects more than once an episode. Those ones we can keep at only one. What we'll just have instead is a whole crowd of people booing every time Ryan booing and groaning. But yes, would you be up to playing rock shay? Probably not. I, I can't crochet. I can't crochet. Well, neither, neither can I, but nobody can crochet as far, fast enough to win anyway, so we may as well try. What if somebody's really slow at rock climbing? Uh, well, I mean, maybe that's how you win. That's a good strategy there. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've figured it out. I've solved the riddle of rock shay. The riddle of rock shay. The riddle. Mmm. Okay, Ryan. Darian. Oh, Darian. Uh, oh, Darian. Me. me. Oh, it's it's my turn. Well, the new strange new sport that I have uh, developed for submission to the Olympic Committee is, of course, wrestle golf. By combining professional wrestling and golf, the greatest sport has been created. The players must maneuver their way and their ball through 18 courses. It proceeds much like golf until about a third through the courses, where the players are randomly set upon by costumed wrestlers when they move up to take their shots. The only way to avoid this is to get a hole in one. The frequency of these attacks increases until eventually, by the final hole, the player is also costumed, has discarded their club, and must 
must sink the ball using some form of wrestling move or by perhaps hitting it with a chair, etc. Scoring is the same as regular golf, except you can remove swings by defeating Emily wrestlers with flashing moves and having the ref declare them out. 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 As in, they have to leave the court? Knock out. you got to knock them out. Or, you know... Can- can you knock them out by hitting a golf ball at them? Uh, yeah, but that would count as a swing. If you did knock it out, it'd cancel it out. No, but that'd count towards your, your it'd score. It'd count towards a score, but then if you did knock them out, that'd take that one away from the score. So if you could do it in one hit, yeah. But it ha- also has the problem of perhaps putting the ball into a, you know, a disadvantageous place. That's just, that's just a case of accuracy, isn't that's it? Ju- that's just wrestle golf. Wrestle golf. The greatest sport. So yeah, it's golf, but more interesting. I would definitely watch that. I love playing golf, and I can't really play it anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's gotta suck. But I can't stand watching golf. Oh yeah, it's it's it takes a particular kind of person to be able to watch golf. Ryan, have you got any thoughts? Well, unless it's the um, unless like a crocodile or an alligator eats a golf ball, or a pelican takes it, or a seagull gets it. Like that, that was funny the other day. That seagull took that golf ball, blew off with it. See, those are interesting for golf. I have no idea what you're talking about. No, but the the problem. <laughs> is those moments are few and far between. That's true. It's like cricket. Whereas now we can have people dressed like crocodiles or seagulls, etc., performing the people's elbow on the ball. It'd be great. It, it it's just, it'd be so much more watchable, so much more entertaining. Oh yes, I think I forgot to mention the courses do have like rings and pillars and things for you to jump off of. That just makes things more exciting. Really, by the time you're getting towards the end of the courses, they're starting to look a lot more like putt putt golf, you know, mini golf courses that have become disastrously huge. I would watch that. Extreme, extreme putt-putt golfing. That'll be a good thing to watch. Extreme putt-putt. Is that your answer? No, that's not my answer. My answer is going to be a multiple answer question. Because really, I found it very hard to answer this question. And I thought through it. I went, oh, maybe the Olympic Committee will make hot dog eating contests, a uh, Olympic sport, or uh, extreme ironing, or find the bagoon. Um, but I've settled on... Find the bagoon ends the Olympics, by the way. Bagoon. Yes, but then, But then I thought, you know what? We'll go with a classic. A classic that has been started from the time of the ancient Greeks but we put a good twist on it but make it the world's game freestyle marathon essentially you start at an Olympic stadium and uh, you have um, it's going to be one of the longest Olympic events of course but uh, you start at the Olympic um, at the opening ceremony everyone lines up on the track the starter fires the gun and everyone just scatters and the aim is to circumnavigate the world by the time of the closing ceremony and that's how you find your winner of course because the first person that comes back to the closing ceremony is the winner and uh, with that it's a no no, um, no hold spa the competition you can take any form of transport you want as long as you circumnavigate around the world that actually sounds really cool yeah it, it's, it's physically it's physically and mentally demanding have you ever tried navigating around LAX during Christmas time <laughs> it sounds like the amazing it sounds like a really extreme version of the amazing yeah, race it sounds fun but uh, I have to question if, it, if it's absolutely no holds barred then you know then you just have people there's got to be restrictions or you just have people chartering a private jet that just flies them around the world well i mean i guess that you'd have to put in a budget yeah well, this, this is the cap. This is this is the cap of money that you can spend to get around the world. Yeah, then it's then it's a, a race to see who can get around the world fastest and the thriftiest. Well, really, 
you could have you could have different medals for different achievements yeah, yeah, and yeah. have like a system where it's the people who get round in the least amount of money or the people who get round the fastest or the people who get round while going through the most countries. I like this. I like but this. The, but the whole thing is is that countries pep up their uh, athletes on drugs and that. So we're, we're just making it more out in the open. The person that can pour the most money into chartering a private jet wins. The person who can get around the world taking the most drugs <laughs> gets a special trophy. <laughs> But um, but the world record stands at seventy two days, and that was done by Nellie Bly, and that was without aeroplanes. Fun fact, actually, because um, essentially, essentially, she wanted to test out Jules Verne's um theory that Phineas Fogg could circumnavigate the world in eighty days. She had done it in seventy two. But that being said, she didn't have a Ministry of Science trying to stop her on the way, though, or had to deal with um customs. I really should. I really should read that book. Yeah, it's a good book. I should read a lot of. Oh, books. I've heard. I've heard Jules Verne is fantastic. I've just. I've just never read any oh, of his him. books. Are free. You just download an app, read book app, and read the book. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll have a look. I'm quite interested. Or you can buy a cloth bound one from Bolio Society. Nope. Do we look like we're made of money? Do we look like we're made of money, Ryan? I question this. Listen, I could buy a gold-plated version of the Star Wars movies on vinyl. I could I could buy a gold-plated copy of Atlas Shrugged and wipe my ass with it. But I won't because I'm not crazy. Because we can't afford it. Uh, and also because I can't afford it. But mostly the first one. We are kind of crazy. We're off. But we're not insane. Yeah. I mean, we're not clinically insane. Until that psychiatrist. Until that psychiatrist listening uh, has sent the bill and given us her diagnoses. I had, an, I had an interesting thing happen actually the other day on an off topic. Oh, yes. I went to the doctor's surgery for my uh, checkup. Really, to cut a long story short, the fire hydrant exploded and flooded the surgery on the ground floor. Oh, oh, that's. Oh, dear. What kind of. What kind of. Wait, the fire hydrant? We have those? We have the ones that you, you open the little plate on the ground and you pull oh, out the pipe. No, yeah. like the fire, no, no, it was like the ones on the wall that you... Oh, those ones. Yes, yes, yes. One of the, one of the release valves corroded and fell off all the water. Wait, are we talking a hydrant or an extinguisher? A hydrant, because it's tapping hydrant, it from the okay. mains. Yeah. I'm lost. How did we get onto fire hydrants? They're at the doctor's office. It, it yeah, exploded and, and flooded. On the top floor and went down and flooded the thing. But now the doctor... I said it's the doctor's surgery that they should um they should uh, offer aquatherapy as one of their services. They should do that thing that I saw when I was in Indonesia where they have the little baths full of the tiny fish and you put your feet in them and the fish eat all the dry skin off your feet. Oh, that sounds amazing. It's, it's weird and it feels weird, but it's... Great. It's awesome. That sounds so cool. It's a but brilliant we've got robots business. to do what, that. Now. Robots. We've got robots to eat the skin off our feet. I think I think we're I, pro- I think we're co- committing really grave crimes against these robots if we're making them eat the skin <laughs> off our well, feet. No, they just The fish like it. The robots have no choice. Well, no, they just they just they just vibrate and vibrates the skin off your feet and then the water becomes brown. I think I'd rather have something eat the skin off my feet. And now, it's time for Terrible Superpowers. Each episode, we describe a terrible superpower and try to come up with a way to make it useful. This week, you can turn into ice, but only while it's hot out. I'm gonna jump on. Jake. Yes, well, my my answer to this one is, is stupid, um, but I would hire myself out as a drink cooler. As a drink cooler? Well, most offices inside are air-conditioned, so I'm not going to, not going to melt too quickly in, in an office environment. Mm. 
you'd have to charge you'd have to charge like you know less than the running cost of a refrigerator i'd think yeah well i mean you know it's a living (laughs) (laughs) i mean you're asking me to make this useful and i was trying to think and there's not much i can do to make this useful i'm gonna have to jump off jake's answer here and say that i had similar answer to i was gonna hire myself out to uh city rail and sit in town hall station (laughs) and call people down on their commute home but i I wouldn't get paid for it I'd, I'd, i'd just do it for the company I'm, I'm quite lonely. His love of trains is Combining too great. Combining my two loves, human interaction and trains. Yeah, well, okay. Uh, my answer then. <laughs> um, I'd also rent myself out as uh, temporary lifelike ice sculptures, but only of an overweight, unshaven, disheveled man. That's me. That's you. <laughs> That's me. I mean, it says you turn into ice. It doesn't say you turn into no, I, your sculpture yourself. I assume that you turned into a block of ice. Like me. Me becomes ice. I mean, you can interpret the question else otherwise. It doesn't specify a block, but that is an a, that is an acceptable option for the superpower. So you could be an art installment. Really, Darren, I'm a bit disappointed in you, actually. You're disappointed everyone, Ryan. Well, no, particularly Darren for this week, because you could have used that power to annoy your neighbour. Uh, I, I was getting to that. Oh, okay. Uh, I'd also go into my neighbour's living room, sit on their couch, turn into ice and wait to melt. But you'd die. Yeah, but I'd inconvenience him. No, you... No, it's... No, the... In the I'd he'd get molded. <laughs> the couch you'd have to replace his couch you'd be you'd be it'd be more useful power to have during the middle of winter because you'd walk into his house his house would be warm and hot with the heater on but you can only turn into ice when it's hot out that's that's the point of the question that's the point of it can't do it in the middle of the weather should we rename this segment how will darian annoy his but but if it wasn't that whole while it's hot out um like it was just while it was hot or the temperature was quite high middle of winter you could just go in maybe has got his heating on, turn into ice, and he'd be cold for the rest of the evening. Probably get some hypothermia or a cold. Delicious, delicious hypothermia. You don't want him to get hypothermia. That can be deadly. Everything can be deadly. The common cold is one of the most deadly things on the planet. Come on. I thought it was a flu. Same difference. Well, essentially, Darian would... Um, how, how much do you weigh, Darian? I don't fucking okay, know. Okay, well, let's, let's, let's <laughs> say a ballpark figure here of 90. 90 kilograms. 90? That's too low. If I was 90, I'd be... I think I, last I checked, that was... Like <laughs> if he was 90, he'd be geriatric oh my god jake i think last i checked that was at 102 (laughs) down for 105 okay let's let's say a ballpark figure here of between 90 and 110 that's the 90 and 110 liters of water that's going to be cascading down on your neighbor yeah That's a lot that's of water. Lot that's a lot of home. That's a lot of damage to your home as well. I could just sneak into his roof and do it. <laughs> I'd, melt. Melt. I'd ruin his roof. He'd get mold. Or, or, or go into the It'd foundations of his house and commit rising down. <sighs> yeah. If I was going into the foundation, I'd probably just, you know, release a bunch of termites or something instead. I think I think next week what we'll do is, how will we all inconvenience Darian's neighbour? <laughs> we could do that as a little extra. Oh, that'd be cool. Script. I like that. It, it could be a two-part. First, we try and make it useful, and second, we try and inconvenience my neighbour. It's like that heaven and hell game. you got the best of both twelve. It is agreed, then. Okay, I know that it seems as if uh, time has gone quickly, but if you have one last thing to say, say it now. We actually made it to an hour, and the safe word is... Goat. The South will rise again. Galaxy World will soon be back. Thank you for joining us here on Foolish Works Presents the Hypothetical Hour. If you have any hypotheticals you would like us to discuss, or if you want to answer one of the questions mentioned in today's episode, you can email us here at hypotheticalhour at foolishworks.com. And if you want to continue listening to three guys discussing nothing of any particular consequence, head on over to foolishworks.com and subscribe. Oh no, I'm being chased by a Berkshire pig! 
delicious, delicious hypothermia.